Thanks for joining me today on another Daily Word. Today we're in Galatians 1. And picking up where we left off, uh, Paul has been talking about his calling and kind of laying that foundation uh, that he was zealous in his tradition, uh, but there's something different. Verse 15 says this, But when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace, to reveal his Son in me that I might preach him among the heathen, Immediately I conferred not with flesh and blood, neither went I up to Jerusalem to them which were apostles before me, but I went into Arabia and returned again unto Damascus. That's all one sentence. But really, the, uh, there's some key phrases there. When it pleased God, it says, Separate me from my mother's womb, called me by his grace to reveal his son in me, that I might preach him among the heathen. This was kind of a big purpose in the process I went through. Uh, kind of amazing some things here. Please, God, this was God's plan, this was God's will. He separated me from my mother's womb. It doesn't mean that God took him out of his mother's womb, but at the moment, while he was still in his mother's womb, God had a plan for him. Boy, I love evidences here uh, that really back the importance of life begins at conception. And we see that all throughout Scripture. John the Baptist leapt in his mother's womb. Um, Jeremiah, uh, Jeremiah uh, uh, God had already called him, ordained him to be a prophet uh, before he was even born. David talked about how God knew him in the hidden parts, you know, before his members were even made in the womb and so forth. And we see this over and over again. Life's precious. Life begins at conception. There's a very big key to kind of see here. But, but Paul is saying, God had a purpose for me. Then it said, then later, not only separated from his mother's womb, but then God called him by his grace. All right, we see that in his conversion at Damascus and later. And then revealed his son in him. Well, for what purpose? That I might preach him among the heathen. I love that. The word there, heathen, is the word ethnos. And, uh, and it's translated heathen in times where it's specifically talking about the non-Jews. The word Gentiles was really not around yet. Uh, in other places, ethnos is translated as Gentiles, but it really meant um, uh, the ethnicities, okay? In this context, it's talking about those that are not Jews. Paul, the apostle to the Gentiles, right? And so uh, so that was his purpose. So then it says immediately, you know, get this, this is important. I conferred not with flesh and blood. He didn't go immediately and talk to Peter. He didn't go and talk to the other apostles. He says, neither went I up to Jerusalem to them which were apostles before me. That's what you would think would happen. Hey, I got saved. God wants me to preach. And so I'm going to go to where the other apostles are and learn the message. This is important. So what happened? But I went into Arabia and returned again to Damascus. Verse 18. Then after three years, three years. I went up to Jerusalem to see Peter. Three years he was in Arabia. Three years he was in the desert. What was he doing? He was getting schooled. He was receiving a message, revelation. We saw that last time. He received a direct revelation from God. After three years, I went up to Jerusalem. Why? To see Peter. And I abode with him 15 days. But other of the apostles, I saw none, save James, the Lord's brother. Just an interesting side note, James is not listed in the original 12 apostles. And I wonder if this is what Paul's referring to in verse 1, not an apostle by men. See, the word apostle means sent one. And I wonder if this isn't apostle proper, but rather apostle as one of the ones they ordained, maybe. Um, I don't know, just something to chew on. But uh, then it says, Now the things which I write unto you, beloved, 
uh, uh, or excuse me, behold, before God, I lie not. Why does he emphasize this? It's really interesting. He says he went to Arabia. He trained for three years. And he's emphasizing again, I confer not with flesh and blood. Why? This is very important. Could it be that Paul has a new revelation? Something different? Because if it was something that was already preached, if it was something that was already taken place, then simply all he has to do is go and learn from the other apostles. And this is very important to get. If we deny the fact that Paul has something different, a new message, by the way, several times Paul talks about a mystery. He talks about the rapture being a mystery. He talks about the church and the church age being a mystery. Why? These things were not mentioned by the prophets. These things were not mentioned in Scripture. They were given by revelation to him. If he was did not have a new revelation, then really we can take this and really build a doctrine saying, uh, even though others may know the information, God is speaking to me directly. But rather, God's given us the information. He's given us the Word of God. And He's given us, let's say, teachers who handle the Word of God. Uh, there's no new revelation. There's nothing new under the sun today. But for Paul at this time, there was something new. This is important, okay? And uh, boy, my, my time's going so fast. And so... Uh, so he, he reemphasizes, I, I, I lie not. Why? Because he has something different. It's very easy to say, wait, you're saying something different than, of course, the Jewish tradition. He's been very clear about that. But he's also saying something slightly different from the apostles. So he goes, what does he do? He spends time with Peter, who was really the lead apostle at the time, and, um, and spends some time with him. And then he talks about, afterwards, I came to the regions of Syria and uh, uh, Cilicia, and was not, uh, was unknown by face under the church of Judea, which were in Christ. But they had heard only that he which persecuted us in times past now preacheth the faith which he which once he destroyed, and they glorified God in me. I love Paul's testimony. They heard about it. He didn't go face to face. He want to you know uh, this is still new. They didn't want to startle them. So what did he do? He uh, these churches they heard of him. And he thought the one who was destroying uh, uh, the churches, the one uh, that he persecuted, he is now preaching Christ and they glorified God. And what a tremendous picture of God's grace. By the way, do you rejoice when such a, when such a sinner gets saved? Do you rejoice when there's such a turnaround? It's very easy to say, well, we'll just see. <coughs> Excuse me. And there's an aspect where I think, well, we better see. But boy, I tell you, if some of the ones I grew up with knew where I was today, if some of them knew that uh, even my love and passion for the Lord, they wouldn't believe it. <laughs> they honestly wouldn't. I am a different person. But my desire, I hope that people glorify God because of my testimony, because of what he's done in me. And so here are just some takeaways personally uh, when, when, we, when we talk about this. Can people glorify God in me? Am I, am I uh, a preacher of righteousness? Am I sharing the truth? Or was I, you know, am I a persecutor? Am I, is there nothing different from the old man? Uh, let's see a couple other things here. The fact that God has a purpose. He separated Paul from his mother's womb. And I believe he's got a purpose for every one of us. We're called by his grace. He wants to reveal the Son in us. We see so many things here. And uh, uh, some things different that's just for Paul, this divine revelation. I thank the Lord that he's given us his revelation, the very word of God. And I hope you get into it. I hope you experience it. And I hope you spend uh, some time every day in the revealed word of God. I sure appreciate you folks. We'll continue here next time in uh, chapter number two. But I'm looking forward to our journey through the book of Galatians. And we'll see you then. God bless you folks.